Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Today's podcast is brought to you by Asset Mental. Asset Mental is a multi tenant NFT marketplace framework that enables creators and collectors to securely mint, own, and trade digital assets on its fast finality blockchain. It is a creator-centric platform with open source framework that allows for real-world asset tokenization. You can use its interchain NFTs for batch and lazy minting. You can create custom royalty splits. It has a community-first approach and you don't need any code to get started. For more information, go to assetmantle.one. Again, that's assetmantle.one. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a very special guest all the way out in Bangalore, India, working on a cool NFT project that I'm excited to learn more about. We have Deepen Shu uh, with Assets Mantle. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, uh, Richard. And uh, yeah, I agree to be talking on the show. No doubt, man. Well, excited to learn more about you and everything you have going on. But first, let's learn a little bit more about you. Can you give us a little bit of background on yourself? Absolutely. Uh, so, like, uh, uh, formal, formally educated in uh, uh, computer science and engineering. Uh, like, started my career off in fintech. Uh, did multiple integrations on different kinds of uh, uh, payment instruments. Uh, went at the deep end of how to like uh, 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 utilize instruments like uh, uh, card payments and like uh, third-party gateway uh, transfers, etc. And uh, uh, in uh, like working on that and uh, compliances, uh, payment compliances as well, I realized the potential of uh, blockchain as a potential settlement layer with, with zero reconciliation. And uh, that's how like uh, uh, dove into uh, blockchain. So I have been working... Uh, on this technology since 2017, uh, and in fact, have been working on uh, the whole Cosmos Tech Stack, the Tendermint Core Consensus Engine, Cosmos SDK, uh, even before uh, the chain was live and uh, even production ready. So, yeah, over the years, have built multiple projects. I have been contributing to a lot of projects. Uh, so, it started off from uh, Comdex, and then we worked on uh, and built uh, persistence. Uh, I've worked on P-Stick and now uh, like uh, a lot of those code, a lot of those capabilities and modules have uh, packaged and presenting now as an asset mantle to the end user. That's really cool. So you have quite a robust experience, um, especially around the uh, ecosystem blockchain of Cosmos. Now, I guess just stay there for a second. What was it about the block, uh, the Cosmos ecosystem that really piqued your interest and you decided to really explore and and, and and build upon this ecosystem? Uh, absolutely. Um, so uh, uh, when I was starting off, there were uh, quite a lot of different uh, options to build on. Uh, so th- there was, of course, the uh, Hyperledger uh, tech stack. Uh, and Ethereum, of course, was then and even today very popular, the uh, Ethereum Solidity uh, tech stack. 
Uh, then discovered a lot of different other uh, solutions as well, like Waves with the uh, Scorex consensus. And uh, this, 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 they're built on Scala, which which uh, like piqued my interest a lot. But then saw the Tendermint code, DPoS based consensus engine, and uh, Cosmos SDK, saw the community. Uh, then and even more so now, the robust technical uh, like community around it that were very focused on building and delivering the best architecture and product technically. Uh, and uh, uh, to wrap it all up, the cherry on top was the uh, like uh, the mission and vision of uh, Cosmos back then, which was to build the internet of blockchain. Now that really resonated with me because uh, uh, being a student of uh, distributed systems and fault tolerance, I realized that yeah, the uh, world computer where all the different applications run uh, does not uh, make that much sense to me as as the idea of having different uh, like re replicated consensus uh, state machines uh, working independently and connected through uh, protocol and forming an internet or blockchain. Now that really resonated and so started working on it even before uh, the the whole uh, tech stack was production ready. Yeah, that's awesome. So the Internet of Blockchains, the Cosmos uh, mission. And so you've been in this ecosystem building for the last five years. You've worked on a lot of different projects. I believe you said Persistence was one of them. And then you landed upon what is now Asset Mantle. So tell us what is Asset Mantle and uh, when did you start working on it? Um, so like um, the idea around Asset Mantle, the core concepts around Asset Mantle and even the team uh, that we have have currently built asset mantle have been together and working on the uh, same or similar uh, like uh, use cases since 2017. Uh, the first use case that we tried to solve and tackle uh, was that of uh, Comdex uh, high seas commodity uh, trading use case. So at that particular point of time, like uh, we were very pumped to uh, and started off with a mission to like utilize the blockchain technology to uh, kind of uh, build a real-world use case. At that particular point of time, uh, the whole blockchain ecosystem was a very self-contained, uh, self-fulfilling, uh, like uh, uh, use case-fulfilling kind of ecosystem. And we were looking to solve a problem that would be more like real-world. So I saw this uh, uh, problem, which was around high-seas commodity trading and uh, the need for uh, MIS, Management Information System, uh, which is immutable and which cannot be biased by like one uh, entity or party, and any uh, like uh, uh, transactions uh, that have gone uh, bad, uh, you can utilize the proofs of the blockchain to submit and uh, show that hey, uh, in in a court of law, you can say okay, this uh, event happened and uh, this, this this is the proof of this this happened. So uh, that particular use case was uh, the complex high seas commodity trading. Uh, use case, we built uh, tokenization, uh, asset tokenization implementation at that particular point of time to tokenize OBLs, which are oceanic bills of lading, uh, which are huge documents with 70 plus fields. We converted them into NFTs, uh, then enabled modules for escrow, uh, trade discovery, exchange, and financing of of, of uh, these uh, uh, like NFTs. At that particular point of time, we were even like not sure that these were called NFTs. We were that early with, with NFTs. Uh, so having built this use case, of course, it uh, Comdex was uh, then and even uh, the uh, chip five product of Comdex uh, is a consortium uh, 
uh, use case product. Uh, it's not open to public. It's just a consortium of uh, traders that utilize it. Uh, but realize ki the uh, the platform that we've built, the technology we've built, the tech stack that we've built can be repurposed and utilized for other asset tokenization and exchange, uh, real-world asset tokenization and exchange use cases. So that's how the idea of asset management came around. Uh, hey, what if we built a, a multi-tenant uh, marketplace of marketplaces where multiple different kinds of varied use cases can come on board? Of course, uh, I as a developer, I as a uh, like architect, do not have any idea about like for example, how, how does how these commodity trade works? Is the end business that knows it? What I know is how to like give give this business a, a tool stack to be able to do so. So. That's that's the whole idea around asset mantle, which is to provide tools for people to be able to, for businesses to be able to, not only like tokenize their assets but build uh, flows and organizational structures to manage their uh, flows as well. Uh, so uh, uh, the the a lot of the code, a lot of the uh, modules that we built for Comlex, they they continued and uh, like uh, uh, evolved and carried forward. And uh, we uh, we then came in touch with, uh, in 2020, uh, 2020 end, we came in touch with ICF, Interchain Foundation, uh, which looked at our uh, like implementation and like uh, they got interested into seeing if this could be built into uh, kind of a standard that uh, the uh, Cosmos uh, ecosystem can adapt and utilize. So uh, they ended up uh, like uh, 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 funding us to like work on uh, the standard called the interchain NFT standard, inter NFT standard. Uh, we worked on it for like six months, and there were a lot of uh, great projects involved. And uh, yeah, we concluded the work in uh, like mid 2021, and uh, since then we have been like delivering uh, MVPs and test nets, and finally we are at like mainnet level for Asset Mantle. So that's that's been kind of the journey with Asset Mantle. Yeah. Man, that's really cool. So just to try to unpack that a little bit. So the, the, the goal of Asset Mantle is provide businesses the tools essential to tokenize different elements of their business. And being able to do that without having to know any code or just yeah. having a, a really, really easy user interface to be able to uh, tokenize uh, different parts of their business. But then on top of that, y'all created this standard on top of the Cosmos ecosystem called Interchain, uh, Interchain, I-N-T-E, E-R-C-H-I-N, Interchain NFTs, which has now become the NFT standard of Cosmos. Is that about right? Uh, so we're still trying to push that uh, particular standard. It has not yet become standard. Uh, so uh, some of the projects, for example, are building on Cosm Wasm. Uh, some of the, uh, of the projects are building on uh, uh, an older uh, implementation that was in, uh, like, put in the incubation modules on on the Cosmos Git repositories, and uh, currently, yes, we are still in talks with other projects uh, to uh, like push this as a standard. But yes, it is on the track uh, for a standardization track, and we are spending time and effort, uh, and it's uh, one of our uh, like goals and missions to like uh, have it be adopted as a. Uh, interchain NFT standard, which is it, like uh, which allows NFTs to flow through and participate in uh, applications across the uh, Cosmos, uh, uh, like interchain uh, connected uh, like ecosystem. 
Yeah, which is really cool. So good luck with keeping to push that forward and, and becoming potentially the standard of the Cosmos ecosystem. But as I'm looking on Asset Mantle, I see some of the options, which uh, include exploring verified NFT collections, uh, building your own customizable stores. Can you kind of explain like, what are some of the different utilities and in ways that Asset Mantle is being uh, used by your, your users today? Hey everyone, just wanted to let you know about all of the amazing content that we're making for you exclusively over on YouTube. You can stay connected to crypto's top stories and trending topics with the Aftershock. Every Wednesday, join Cryptocurrent Steve Miller and myself for a brand new discussion on what's going on in the wild world of Web3. If you want to learn more about cryptocurrency and blockchain but don't know where to start, Crypto Decrypted will cover everything from basics and fundamental analysis to the advanced concepts of technical analysis. Join Chris K every Thursday exclusively on YouTube to get this content. Finally, if you want to take a deeper dive into the world of NFTs and learn more about all the latest and greatest and what's happening in that space while capturing alpha, join Steven on NFT Thursdays exclusively on Twitter Spaces on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We hope you're enjoying our content. And if you're enjoying it, please like, subscribe, share, and leave comments so that we can continue to give you the content to keep you cryptocurrent. Yes, absolutely. Um, so like, uh, uh, although the like uh, asset mantle modules and internet NFT standard allows for uh, like very uh, like complex uh, flows and uh, asset tokenization implementations that we implemented uh, as a project uh, like uh, we are coming out with uh, the first and the most simplified use cases that this particular uh, like uh, uh, tool set could enable which currently is focused towards uh, like art art and collectible creation so the the first set of uh, like front end that we have exposed is uh, focused around mainly uh, four utilities so the first utility is uh, a, what we call inter identity interchain identity so what this enables for uh, the users to do is hold their uh, nfts in wallets that are connected to their identities and authenticated through their uh, like uh, uh, keys uh, cryptographic keys and that are rotatable rather than directly have the cryptographic key uh, maintain the wallet. So what, what this allows for is it just makes it easier, easier for the web to uh, like a clientele web to users to get onboarded on top of the platform and get KYC if required uh, or stay anonymous if, if the identities allow for both. And in scenario that they end up losing uh, their seats or they end up losing the device on which the seat were put, they're, they're able to uh, rotate the keys and never lose uh, like uh, the access to their whole account. Uh, what it also allows for, and this is one of the big theses as well, is that the uh, value of NFTs is not just determined uh, by their speculative value, but as well, uh, or, or even the content and art inside the NFTs, but also uh, based on the social aspect, which is who was it that created it? Who was it that owned it? Right, and what was the chain of ownership? So, for example, if uh, uh, like uh, an NFT was owned by, let's say, Vitalik Buterin's identity once in the chain of ownership, now that gets that is something uh, that, from social aspect, gives it value. So, yeah, that's the first aspect, first big aspect, which is the identity aspect, which is the social aspect that that this platform enables. Uh, the second aspect is uh, the singular wallet aspect. 
So currently, like majority of the uh, NFT projects are, are built on a smart contract based implementation. Now, the thing with this, uh, this implementation is that each one smart contract is responsible for and uh, takes care of the ownership of uh, the, the of uh, NFTs by your wallet. So, but the difficulty with that thing is that uh, it just restricts your uh, wallet to like own uh, one specific kind of NFTs queryable against one smart contract. So if I were to airdrop you, let's say, a random NFT on a random smart contract, you will never get to know about it unless you went out and scanned all the smart contracts that were, that were out there in the world. So that kind of uh, makes it difficult. Uh, and from the UX perspective, also gets a little bit of friction. But the wallet that we, are, uh, that we have worked on and created is a singular wallet for all different kinds of NFTs, irrespective of what application or marketplace minted it, or even if that blockchain is following the NFT standard, what blockchain minted it. So one wallet, one singular representation, one place where you can view all your NFTs, and even one UI UX where you can view it. For example, if there was an NFT that you had minted on an NBA top shots, and if you had an NFT that you had minted on, like let's say the board apes platform, you cannot view both of them at a singular place. But with our project, with the uh, like the uh, the uh, inter NFT wallet, you are able to view all of these and have have a, have them collated at one place. The other, the third aspect is the interchain aspect, which is uh, you are able to not only utilize this NFTs across marketplaces; they are inter interoperable. But also across chains, so you are able to send them across 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 the uh, like uh, interchain world and have have these NFTs participate in other blockchain blockchain applications as well. Uh, the fourth and the I think uh, personally it is the most important aspect for me, uh, and I keep on when people ask what is it that actually gives value to the NFTs, how should we evaluate if uh, NFT is valuable or not? I always say. Uh, this that uh, whatever is on the blockchain, uh, only that particular aspect is permanent. Uh, anything, uh, any uh, uh, asset related to the NFT that is present off-chain, that is ephemeral. That that is uh, temporary. That may or may not exist in the future. So with the with the implementation, uh, asset mantle implementation, we have implemented all the NFT modules at a native chain code level, uh, making it a first-class citizen of the blockchain itself. Uh, and all of the metadata, uh, the chain allows to uh, all these 20, like at, at max 22 fields to be stored on chain itself. So what this allows for it uh, is A, uh, your data being like kind of uh, uh, permanent on chain and B, uh, the blockchain to be able to read this data without requirement of oracles, et cetera, and operationalize a lot of different functionalities on top of them. So yeah, that makes the NFT much more versatile, much more capable, uh, and uh, and uh, takes it away from the current uh, like uh, simplest thing implementations that are out there, which uh, just uh, serve as receipts to like uh, some web web to digital asset that you might have bought, uh, and makes it a first class citizen of the blockchain, which uh, uh, which are able to do much more complex. Uh, uh, operations, much more complex transactions on top of them uh, than, than just uh, like uh, uh, NFTs that have their metadata off-chain. Right. 
so let me speak to that for a second. So, and, and I agree that this is a really big point. Um, and, and, and thank you for breaking down all, all four of those points. But I want us to stick, I want to stay here for a second because by bringing everything on chain, like you said, this is for the native asset mental NFTs that are being minted on interchain. Or is it that, for example, I own uh, a board eight yacht. I bring it onto this ecosystem because it's interoperable. And now because I brought it within this ecosystem, now it's uh, being put on chain that I have the ownership. Or can you kind of explain that a little bit more? Uh, so uh, let's talk about Bode example here, right? So like uh, uh, the majority of the content of the Bode and how the ape itself looks is, uh, is kind of an image that is generated and put off chain, right? Uh, it's it's outside the chain, and if if that particular piece of information was lost, you would you would not you would not be able to like recover it. So maybe like a thousand years down the line, where uh, like Ethereum blockchain is still learning, but uh, the Web two aspects, the Web two components of the board and NFT itself were lost. So how would you how would you be able to like give it any value, right? But uh, with the asset mantle, like all the different aspects of it, uh, except for the like main, like how to render those aspects, the UI part of it, all the different traits, all the different uh, characteristics, all the different uh, like uh, mutable, immutable, and uh, the rare uh, characteristics, they are all present on chain. And not only that, the, the blockchain, since it's on chain, the blockchain is able to like seed it, which, which implies that it is able to like assess, for example, like uh, how rare this particular item is or how many of them are minted, or even if someone were to try to mint this the NFT with the same set of aspects, uh, characteristics again, how to stop it as well. So this on-chain aspect really gives you like a true ownership of the characteristics and shape that 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 your particular NFT has. Uh, now you might ask Richard that hey, like uh, how about you storing uh, a huge amount of data on-chain, and then your your uh, uh, chain state are becoming too heavy now that yes that that definitely is a possibility and uh, in fact the storage on chain storage is one of the like most precious commodities on any blockchain uh, irrespective but what the what the asymmetric multiple like uh, uh, blockchain vision allows the cosmos vision allows is that uh, let's say that your uh, nft uh, 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 application is taking too much storage uh, on chain uh, what you could do is just fork it off and like build it as a separate chain with its own individual uh, standalone storage, right? So just imagine one chain for board apes only. In that scenario, the total storage that is utilized on chain that 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 does not like become uh, too much for the blockchain to handle. So uh, although asset mantle is kind of a launchpad for for projects to start off from where they could like start and mint and create their marketplaces without uh, with zero code and with with zero gas fees and which also allows for like a, a web to users that were never exposed to the platform and nft ecosystem as well to easily onboard and start utilizing it if the if the uh, application becomes big enough with with the huge amounts of storage required they can as easily utilize all these modules and spin up a separate chain and have all the storage and all the uh, like transaction being handled uh, scalably at that. So this basically is like horizontal scalability. Like I, there could be like tens of thousands of 
uh, like NFT uh, uh, projects that are built. And all of them are giving very high TPS because all of them are like parallel uh, blockchains that are running running parallelly and are not competing right. with each other for gas and computation. Yeah, which what uh, depends you for, for some of those who didn't necessarily follow that is explaining is horizontal scalability, the ability for the data that's being transmitted to be uh, scaled up, to be done faster because a lot of the blockchains unfortunately become slower as it's more utilized. And uh, what Asset Mantle is helping to do as a launchpad for NFTs is helping to provide some of that horizontal scalability um, using its uh, NFT interchain and providing a way for everything to be on-chain and then also to make it uh, be faster as well. So uh, definitely appreciate you uh, explaining that a little bit more. But I also want to shift gears just a little bit. You have um, a couple of uh, announcements, I believe, that are, are coming up for Assets Mantle. Could, would you mind sharing a couple of those? Yes, absolutely. Um, so... Uh, like, uh, there has been a, a lot of questions around, Hey, you guys uh, just came out of nowhere in uh, 2022. And, uh, like what's your timelines? What, what, what are your projects release dates, et cetera? Like, uh, so of course, as, as we just discussed, we have been like working, building, even the commit history on a GitHub has like have been uh, like spaced out over quite a big amount of time. And, uh, although it might seem very quick. But uh, like uh, we have, uh, we have uh, like very quick succession of releases lined up. So we we did our we did our uh, like uh, mainnet release uh, last month. Uh, our mantle token is live, and the, this uh, Friday was when the proposal on Osmosis chain passed uh, for to start the incentivization of uh, liquidity provision on the Osmosis mantle pool pool number 690 on uh, osmosis chain so yeah that's live and the, the liquidity is building up and the, the, the token is trading so um, that's that's one one uh, big uh, announcement that i would want to draw uh, the viewers yes, attention congratulations towards. thank you um, the secondary the secondary big announcement is our uh, marketplaces uh, uh, like and the genesis creators preview is launched as well on marketplace that assetmantle dot one, uh, so like uh, the 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 viewers that are excited to see what kind of projects are going to be coming out Genesis projects on top of assetmantle, uh, they can head over to marketplace at assetmantle one and see the collections and the artists that are coming on board and the projects that are coming on board. Uh, following that, uh, we're going to have a chain upgrade and introduce the identity module and start minting identities for the end user. Uh, following that, we're going to do uh, the uh, NFT mints. Uh, right now, there would be just like lazy mint and uh, whitelisted sales. Uh, 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 four weeks down the line, we're going to do the on-chain mint. Uh, following that, we're going to do uh, the marketplace-based uh, listing and exchange of these NFT. So all of that is in line. All of that uh, are coming in a quick succession of releases. And yeah, that's, that's, that's what I would want to draw. I like. Those are two really big announcements. Uh, congratulations on both of those. Uh, for those listening who are interested, make sure you go and participate and, and check them out. And uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up real quick uh, is you know, the concept of being able to use NFTs um, as, as a hedge potentially with all the current market conditions going on right now. Um, 
before the show started, we were kind of like diving into just what's been going on with the market. Um, of course, one of the biggest headlines right now is Terra Luna, UST situation. We're not going to get into that today, but people are starting to look at, you know, what can you start doing within the crypto markets as, as a hedge and you brought up NFTs. So can you kind of expand on that a little bit? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so uh, uh, we are definitely in turbulent times with respect to the markets, not only crypto, but like the world e economic uh, like uh, indicators are also uh, like showing a little bit of turbulence. And in this in this uh, market, I would say uh, like uh, NFTs definitely initially did take a hit with respect to their uh, market pricing and the trading volumes. But uh, during these turbulent times, at the this asset class NFTs have uh, like emerged as a hedge towards uh, like the other uh, fungible assets that are out there. Uh, the reason for that is like uh, since these assets are totally like uh, based on like uh, rarity, they are based on like in individual sales, etc., and not the prevalent like trading market conditions because it's not a continuous curve in which these assets uh, like lose or gain value at. So uh, yeah, the, the, these assets totally represent a different paradigm to like uh, the cryptocurrency market and uh, uh, definitely are uh, emerging as a safe haven or a, rather a hedge towards the, uh, like, uh, the general uh, cryptocurrency uh, markets. Yeah, and there's a lot within this space of NFTs where not only is it becoming more mainstream and it's being the uh, way that we're starting to see more market adoption into the crypto space, but I think more artists are starting to see all the different angles in which NFTs can be utilized for different Web2 type of businesses that can be brought into Web3 and more power can be brought to the artist and to also your individual users who are participating in these different ecosystems. So I do think there is a lot of opportunity within this space, especially as uh, unfortunately more people are probably going to be turning more to cash and trying to find ways to diversify uh, their cash into different opportunities. And I do think NFTs could be a really um, awesome place to explore. But uh, Deepinch, you've given us a lot of information, a lot of great things to to look at as it relates to asset mental. But as we wrap up, I always like to ask two fun questions. And the first one I'm going to ask you is with all the information that you have uh, gained over the last couple of years with launching asset mantle, if you give yourself one or two pieces of wisdom when you first got started, what would you tell yourself? Um, like uh, a, I guess uh, initially. Uh, we were uh, like kind of too early with the NFTs. We went out with uh, this project in uh, try to go out with this project in 20s to 2020s to gain validation to with uh, respect to uh, VC funds and uh, like other other funds as well. And at that particular point of time, the whole uh, like uh, 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 market was not ready or did not even know like uh, NFTs in the in the beginning. But then it all just like went out and exploded and we kind of waited uh for the adoption to come before releasing it and i would just say that uh yeah uh, be the change that you want to see in the world just go out with the, i would have just got i should have we should have just like been the first movers and we had the technology ready we had the uh, marketplace ready but uh like uh the the like uh, general 
uh, uh, consensus was not there towards if it's a, uh, a thing that is going to make an impact uh, or not. So and that's that's one piece of advice, I guess, that that that, that it might help. Uh, yeah. the, the the second one uh, I would I would say is uh, the with with respect to NFTs, uh, the the thing that uh, we tried to initially optimize on uh, was uh, uh, the experience of the Web two users, how to uh, like get them on board and make like solve a bunch of problems around uh, their uh, like usability use cases. Uh, initially, but what we learned over a period of time is that yes, that definitely is important. Uh, but uh, the biggest problem, the biggest issues uh, with uh, uh, this this particular uh, space is that the artists, the creators, the the businesses that are trying to tokenize their assets, uh, they are not supposed to be, and they are not required to be like uh, tech savvy, crypto savvy. To be able to utilize this tool set, this whole NFT uh, uh, marketplace and uh, a tool set that we have built is is just that. It's just a tool, right? And it should be a tool. The utility of tool is defined by how easy it is to use. So that's one piece of advice that I that I would want to give myself early on. That uh, like the the first uh, like optimization with respect to usability is and should always to be towards the creators, the the businesses that are trying to utilize this uh, technology. And it should be kind of like uh, how uh, a person trying to deploy uh, a website, for example, today does not have to know about how cloud works. Uh, the, the whole concept of cloud is just out there and you just deploy and it's easy as that, right? So the right. whole, the, the whole, like NFT platform should be easy enough for anyone to just uh, like plug and play. Pick up and start going. Absolutely. So number less, number one, be bold. And if you see a market opportunity, go for it. Don't wait for the conditions to change so that you can uh, then go into it. Then the second is always have the user experience first and who you're building for and making sure that it's very easy for them to come on and use your end product. So I think those are two really good uh, concluding thoughts. But as we wrap up here, what is a final thought that you want to leave with all of our listeners today? Um, so, like, uh, I, I would, I would definitely want to like uh, 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 discuss a little bit about metaverse. And uh, over the past week, a lot of people have asked me. Uh, past few weeks, a lot of people have asked me uh, that was the difference between a video game and a metaverse. And I think, and that made me think, and that's like actually the has been the motto of Asset Mandel as well, which is redefining digital asset ownership. So the difference between a video game and a metaverse is like uh, how valuable and how uh, introducible or, or how exchangeable, fungible, like uh, uh, tradable those assets that you earn, that you put your hard work and sweat in, in the video game and are. If if the ownership is redefined, if the way that you own and if you're the way that you are permissionlessly able to like exchange this asset, is 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 the overall like a difference. So like uh, going forward, I guess uh, just owning the like physical assets and in, in, in life uh, that we like uh, gave the max maximum amount of attributed the maximum amount of like value to, I think the digital asset ownership is something that uh, is going to be fundamentally uh, like redefined, changed. And uh, with respect to NFTs and art and collectibles, it's just the beginning. 
And we are going to be seeing huge, huge, huge uh, different kinds of assets being tokenized and us giving like way different like uh, uh, weightage to owning uh, and having a good portfolio of like digital assets on our on our portfolios. So yeah, that's that's yeah. one thought. I think that is a good final thought. Uh, so for all those out there, uh, the metaverse is coming. Uh, the more you can get these digital assets and be preparing for uh, this next frontier, uh, the better off you're going to be as we head into this next decade. But uh, Dipenshu, thank you so much for spending all the time you have with us today and for dropping all the knowledge. What are ways that people can learn more about Asset Mental and also connect with you? Uh, the best way to start off the go down this rabbit hole is uh, through Twitter, I would say. Uh, that's where we are more act- most active at. So our our uh, like uh, username is Asset Mantle there, and uh, the the bio has a link tree which has all the different links to join different communities and like uh, chat groups, etc. So yeah, I, I would say uh, Twitter, Asset Mantle Twitter is the way. Excellent. And we'll also make sure to uh, share that link in the show notes. And also you can go to assetmental.one, uh, which is their website to get more information there. So um, again, everyone listening, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Dipenshu, thank you for sharing all of this amazing information. Everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Josh Christ. Whether you're well-established as someone who can translate creative energy into the impact you want to have on the crypto world, or just getting started as a catalyst for change within the industry, this is a must-listen for you. Richard does an incredible job leading conversations that cover a huge breadth of topics related to the ins and outs of navigating an ever-changing crypto landscape the leaders who've actually walked the path. Highly recommend listening and subscribing. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. We would like to give a special shout out to our Moon sponsor, Acacia Digital. Acacia invests in partners with early-stage blockchain companies who are solving complex problems in large markets. Acacia partners with projects that have established technology and communities. Acacia supports public projects exhibiting strong momentum and capacity to grow into large markets. Acacia also directly participates in limited releases such as NFTs tied to unique experiences, access, or products. For more information, go to acaciadigital.io. Again, that's acaciadigital.io. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to deritterproductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R productions.com. 
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.